the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. So the market opened down big today. Almost as if to say the Federal Reserve has no bullets left, and we weren't impressed with President Trump floating $800 billion to $1.2 trillion in stimulus plans to come out of this. I still would like to see more money thrown at diagnosis and preventative, but I digress already. Would that take me a record under 45 seconds? Lots going on today. Um, markets open down big. They've done a little bit of a fight back. I put no faith in anything until we get a little bit more information out of Asia. It looks like we had about 15 new cases announced in China. They're back to work. So if we use them as, can we do that? I don't know. Do we make the same mistakes they made or not? This is a very stressful time. So the market's an incredible volatile, historical volatile. So don't get too caught up in it. This morning we opened way lower and we battled back, but we're still down large. Gold's lower, silver's lower, the euro's lower, uh, crude oil's lower. Ten-year treasury's up to 1.06. I don't understand how. The dollar's stronger. Europe is a mess. It's a mess. Um, Boeing is a mess. Boeing obviously is a company that took on too much debt in the last 10 years, and we haven't figured that out until we did. Warren Buffett famously talks about, you know, when the tide's coming in and everyone's making money, we're swimming in the ocean, we all look good. But when the tide goes out, we find out there's some of us not wearing underwear or swim trunks. And that looks like Boeing right now. They're going to need a bell. Period. Do you buy them now, or do you wait for the terms of the bailout? I don't know. The one, two, three whammy punch that's hitting Boeing obviously started with a software flaw in their planes, which led to the deaths unnecessarily of people. We don't know how much of it was training, how much of it was upsells. We don't know how evil the company is or not evil. But then they didn't get back up in the air. They didn't get back up in the air. They have to start paying off Southwest. They have to start paying off other uh, airlines who have bought these planes train their pilots on them. And then they take down their credit facility. They're like, yeah, we we know we've got a $15 billion line of credit. Let's use that. And it ain't stopping. And that's the fear. What is happening to Boeing is when they say we want that $15 billion, they take it before it can be taken away, before the bank says, nope. Even though we approved it, we're cutting back on what we approved. So then the bank has to go out and raise money because there's covenants on lending, of which the Trump administration wants to waive those covenants at this point in time. It's kind of stop a run on the banks. Um, I don't know if that's a good idea. It may put a problem off but create bigger problems. 
we're going to run up a lot of debt out of this. Ben Bernanke and Janet Yellen are saying the Fed should move to start buying corporate debt. That's a wild notion, but that's what's going to happen. The Fed is taking its crisis management game up a notch, and Wall Street's not responding. The president's floating trillions of dollars, not trillions, $1.2 trillion to kind of keep the economy from going from great to bad to awful. If we could stop it stopping at bad, that'd be okay. Last month, we saw the jobs report show 3.5% unemployment in the United States. That ain't going to last. I tend to like my unemployment right around 4 to 5. It's very Goldilocksian. You can have a job if you want one, but if you don't want one, you don't have to have one kind of thing. Not too hot, not too cold. But when we move to 10% unemployment, which is highly likely the way things are going, it's a bigger stress. I don't think we could have added too many more jobs to our economy two months ago. Now I think we're going to have plenty of job openings in our economy uh, because of the damage that's being done to restaurants. The COVID virus to me is still a very big healthcare problem of hospitals and beds and medicines. Uh, that's where the strain is obvious. Then it comes into the airlines and the airplane makers and the hotels. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Hilton's shutting down most of their hotels. And you're like, whoa. And again, not to be alarmist, um, because it's really not what I'm trying to do here. But that's a pretty big number. More and more Americans, and again, like think of a Hilton and a hotel. I mean, the deals we're going to get if we come out of the suite are going to be pretty good. I mean, they're going to fight to get our, our dollars back. Americans and Europeans are logging into work more and more on mass. Could you imagine if we didn't have social media and the internet like we do now? This would be truly frightening. Everyone stay at home. Don't come to work. And you're hearing it through the news and not through the internet. Eh, isn't that kind of funny? I don't even consider the internet news anymore, right? China's back to work. There is some modeling that we could say is pretty cool. Do you know that lions can grow to be eight feet tall? Just throwing that out there. Um, one good thing you can do that I don't know if you know you can do, a lot of Californians, and I don't know about the rest of the United States, but a lot of schools... They're saying don't come to school, K through 12. And we're going to teach you from uh, a model of if you want to come check out a Chromebook, you can check out a Chromebook. If you don't have internet, um, Xfinity has free hotspots open right now. One thing you can do, and I keep forgetting about this, is most museums in the United States have the, or most museums in the world have virtual tours. And it's unbelievable. If you Google um, museums that offer virtual tours, like the Louvre, you can actually. Stay at home, not go to Paris, not spend the money, right? Um, good idea for an activity if you're looking for one. A lot of my favorite stocks have fallen to the point that I call them once-in-a-lifetime generational buys. You know a lot of the companies that I like. They'll be in business in 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Um, maybe one or two of them won't be. You know, if you asked me 20, 30 years ago if I thought GE would be as pathetic as they are now, as a shell of a company that they once were, I'm like, I never saw that one coming. So there are going to be bumps by quality. 
rebalance your portfolio. If there's anything in there that you don't want, get rid of it because there's things out there that you can swap into that are attractive and that you always wanted. Um, today's one of those days where everything's down. This month is one of those months where everything's down and that kind of non-discrimination works in your favor. If you can keep a cool head, crude oil at $23 a barrel is a gift from the heavens if you drive to work. It's a gift from the heavens if you're an airline, except for, whoops, not so much, because they don't have the demand. A year from now, if all things go well, we're going to be taking vacations on cheap. We're going to be driving on cheap. We're going to have Federal Reserve money at cheap. We're going to have government spending, uh, future taxpayers' money. That makes it look like everything's great. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is saying today the Senate will vote on the House COVID bill today, unemployment insurance and sick leave included, but they will not leave until they get a bigger package agreed to. This is going to get political. Um, the end, after what happens after the end of coronavirus, we have a pretty good idea that there'll be a lot of stimulus. But before that, that's where a lot of the questions are. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. So a lot of what's happening on Wall Street is probably being incorrectly explained on ABC, CBS, NBC News. There's a lot of fear about the market goes down, creating losers. Uh, it's working against us, but I bet they're somehow making their money. Wall Street's struggling. They've had massive job cuts in the last five years, and a lot of the money's come out of it. A lot of artificial intelligence has gone in. So when there's a move now, it's, it, it's I think, forevermore going to be sharp. When the market decides to go higher because it looks at whatever – Numbers it wants to look at, for instance, last night, it was reported 13 new cases of coronavirus in China. But Europe's having a problem. So we know that if China started, and let's just assume in November of 2019 with their coronavirus issue, it took them about four months to clear it up. I don't think there's a lot of, you know, I don't want to play scientist. I don't know how long it's going to be. I can tell you that the financial impact is going to be big, and we are likely going to go into a recession. And that may make you laugh because some people say, duh. But when you don't have the NFL playing, well, not the NFL because it's summer. But when you have the NFL saying, we're not even going to do a live draft with the way we used to. When you have the NBA saying, we're shutting down for the foreseeable future. The NHL doing the same. Baseball starting in July. Isn't it spring baseball? Isn't it like the, ah, we made it through winter. Those are big financial impacts because a lot of people travel to those locations. A lot of people have vacations. Disney stock is so cheap right now that I can make a serious case for Apple to buy them. Apple has the cash and the stock. It would ding Apple a little bit for sure. But there's going to be opportunities here. There's also going to be a lot of stuff that you don't understand. The stock market is getting rattled. 
because rates have gone so low. Investors having problems finding safety. There has been an automation of Wall Street that has hurt the Wall Street employees. That automation has created free trading for you, but it's taken away part of the support system. And it's introduced the stock market to a lot less sophisticated investors. I am not blaming a 30% correction on sophistication of investors. I'm saying we had 10 great up years. I'll take this. I think we're closer to a bottom than a top. I think the next 30 days may not make any sense when we look back at them. Because we go up 1,000 points, down 1,000 points, up 1,000 points, down 1,000 points. We're not that disastrous if we didn't have a great year last year. But a lot of what's happened since the last crisis is you've taken on more debt. I've taken on more debt. Corporations have taken on more debt. And that's the problem. The problem's bigger. Even if it's not as deep, it's bigger. Boeing. If Warren Buffett doesn't come in, who does? Boeing is basically being pegged at this point in time as everything that's wrong with the stock market. Industries are lining up to ask for assistance from the United States government. The airline industry is reportedly asking for $50 billion. The hotel industry is asking for $150 billion. Boeing probably needs $60 billion in aid, including loan guarantees. So I think if there's going to be a toxic asset relief program, a lot like the last time where the government can make money, I'm interested in them making some money on Boeing. I know that sounds really weird. They saved Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And for the next four, five, six years after that, the United States government printed money because every time you went to get a mortgage, they made some asset, they made some ka-ching on it. I'm not wanting the United States government to get into business, but I'm also not wanting the United States government to get into just free handouts. I don't have time to hit every policy measure implemented. I'm sitting in for CFP chat, Burton. Now's a great time to contact newfocusfinancial.com. Get a review of your portfolio. If you're a client, talk to your financial planner about your next five years. They have a plan. They had a plan going into it. They have a plan going out of it. That's the difference between professionals and a lot of do-it-yourselfers. I'm a better investor when the market's down. I shine. So I'm looking. I haven't bought, but I'm looking. I think we're closer to the bottom than the top. Um, I don't want you to use that as investment advice because it's up to you. I can tell you we've seen 30% market corrections before. Very few become 40. Almost none become 50. So the looking for assistance is becoming a big story. Uh, companies that need bailouts. And then you look back at Boeing and you're like, well, that was a $400 stock that not that long ago. What's going on? It's the tip of the iceberg. The damage that's being done. Think again about all the sports leagues and all the people that work for them. Um, it's cute right now. We're saying, oh, we'll raise a million dollars for all the workers at the ballparks. That doesn't go that far when you're talking about 20, 30, 40 people or more. So the body of the iceberg right now is the small and medium-sized businesses. The big tip that's easy to see is the Boeings. 
It's the airlines. It's the hotel companies. It's the cruise lines. That's the tip of the iceberg. We're seeing that. What you're not seeing is the devastation being done to small and mid-sized businesses. I don't have a lot of real stories. I like to try to use real stories when I explain concepts on Wall Street, um, whether it's about my family or whether it's about businesses I've worked with. But I see a lot of mom and pops folding. A lot. I see your favorite restaurant potentially going down. Or when you get back, their workers aren't there anymore. That made it your favorite. So the small and mid-sized businesses, that's the gravity of the situation to me. That's the big part. Um, I know a restaurant where the owner is he's from Louisiana. And he's got a great restaurant in uh, the Bay Area called Career Law. So it's southern-style food. Unbelievable deals. Um, he'll do like 20-piece chicken. Like, it's really good chicken, not Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, but he's, he's hurt so bad right now. He's saying, hey, we're closed for the restaurant. Think about that for a second. There's not a lot of margins in restaurants. They make their money on the alcohol, a lot of money on the alcohol. So he goes, but I want to continue to support and feeding the community. It's unbelievable food. He says, so order, come to the parking lot. We'll bring it to you. Or one of your favorite waiters will bring it to your home. That's a cry for help in a beautiful kind of way because that's the damage that's being done. This is a seemingly perverse moment of the United States and the Treasury market. This is historically massive. This could be the biggest fiscal stimulus package in, in size and scope since World War II. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Interesting times when you're hearing that funerals are now being live-streamed. Like, I didn't think that was going to happen. Didn't see that one coming. Um, coronavirus is spreading in the world. It's maybe declining in China. South Korea um, seems to have kind of fits and starts, but they seem to be doing good. Taiwan seems to be doing well. North Korea amazingly has zero infections. All 50 states of the United States have something going on. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare from briefing.com, a reliable source, especially in troubled times. Mr. O'Hare, you are kind of a, a lighthouse, a beacon. Briefing.com does a great job of information, information's power, knowledge, all that good stuff. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Rob. Thank you for the introduction. And um, doing reasonably well. Lot to uh, lot to take in, obviously. So uh, <laughs> mental energy is lacking, but uh, I hear the, the spirit and the will is still there to, to to make some sense of it all. I'm looking at briefing. I'm not looking at your front page right now. Your um, page one. I'm looking at what is happening in their live feed, so to speak. And one of the things that just came up was crude oil collapsing weekly supply of uh, petroleum data. 
but insider buying and selling, what what should we be using briefing.com for at this point in time? What's some of the key indicators for you that you're kind of latching in on if you're kind of trying to micromanage everything? Well, the you know the uh, the inplay page on briefing.com is a tremendous uh, source of, of of news flow, right? And you can only uh, I mean inf- information is a you know at a premium right now, and I think it's a great reliable source of of information that's that's moving the markets. Um, these are volatile times; it's a fast news cycle, and uh, you know I'd say we do a, a pretty darn good job of uh, distilling you know the news that really matters in terms of trying to get an understanding of why the market's behaving the way that it's behaving. And so so that's a key resource on, on briefing.com's site. Um, you know, in addition, um, it might sound like I'm tooting my own horn, which I don't intend to do, but the, um, you know, the page one column I write in the morning uh, kind of takes everything in based on, you know, what I've been able to, to look at uh, relative to, you know, what's unfolded. Um, versus, you know, since the close of the prior day, and, and what's going to happen before the uh, the open on the on the current day, right? And so, to try to just you know boil that all down in an easy to understand format that gives some some perspective on why the market's behaving the way that it's behaving, and, and I think you need to have that macro perspective right now because these are some really serious and important macro issues uh, that we're all uh, taking in, and so it's another good good resource as well. There's a lot of great resources, and it takes a long time to figure out everything they have, and you'll find things that will really work for you. Your page one, for instance, really works for me. I start my day every day. When it's when it's posted, close to market open, I'm stoked. Um, but your opening topics right now, are we losing... Did the Fed lose bullets? Do they have no longer ability to move the market? Did... Trump throwing eight hundred billion and then one point two trillion in stimulus ideas out there. Are we losing our ability to contain that we could spend our way out of this, or you know, financially engineer our way out of this? Well, I, I guess I'd argue that it's going to be a, a deferred uh, bullet um, because okay. you know what the Fed, yeah. you know, is what everyone's dealing with right now. It's, it's really unprecedented in modern times, right? So, sure, um, you know, it's a health crisis, and as we've said, you know, a number of times. Uh, on our pages is that, um, you know, you can cut interest rates, but if, you know, if all the businesses are closed and people have extra money in their pocket, they're, you know, they don't have any, they're not going to spend it, right? So um, if people are worried about contracting this virus by going out, you know, into large public places, you know, they're not going to go to a concert, which you can't even go to a concert right now anyway, but, you know, you're not going to book a cruise. Um, so they're really, uh, you know, you might hear the expression that they're pushing on a string. Um, maybe not so much. I think they're just, they're pushing up against a force that's just beyond their control right now. So the deferral aspect is, once the market is comfortable that you're seeing this, you know, uh, value flattening of the coronavirus caseload curve and the fog lifts and people start coming out of their houses because restaurants are open again, sporting events are back on, conferences take place, um, then you're, you're really greased there with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, monetary stimulus. Uh, and then, of course, you're now hearing, you know, the government – 
getting ready to layer on a lot of fiscal stimulus as, as well. So that's all going to be in the system, and that's why you're hearing a lot of prognostications about you know, a, a hockey stick rebound, if you will, in the mm-hmm. second half of the year. So, um, so to answer your question, I don't think that uh, the Fed is necessarily um, impotent here. It's just the idea that uh, you know their firepower is not going to come through uh, and be seen uh, until later in the year. Um, you know, and that's assuming, of course, that you know we, you know that that, that the market still does believe in the Fed's action. So, um, so it's kind of it's going to be very much a wait and see type of situation. But, um, but I think that you know when things settle down and you know the consumer is armed with very low interest rates, um, hopefully still armed with, you know, their job, um, you'll, you'll, you'll see, you know, a, a nice flush of, of, of renewed buying interest uh, that, that makes a huge difference in terms of the economic and earnings outlook. Mm-hmm. One of the phrases that I've started to use is that this market correction is going to be creating a once-in-a-lifetime generational, generational buying opportunity for a select pocket of stocks. I don't want to downplay the downside to people, but we're down 30%. Rarely do we ever go down 40. Unbelievably rare, like a white elephant or a white giraffe, do we ever go down 50%. Can I make the statement we're closer to a bottom than to a top? And typically, historically, that may be a a good buying opportunity, maybe not of a generation, but I, I feel like that's the message I need to send out. And you're allowed to criticize me. You're, anything you want to say? Well, Rob, I, I think if we didn't if we didn't have the the lens to um, to China in terms of kind of how things have, have sort of how the fog has started to lift there, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, in other areas, uh, you know, like South Korea, and, and I don't think if we had a lens there, you could you could say that, you know, we're closer to a bottom than a top, but, but we do have that lens. And so, uh, so I think people can look beyond this very, you know, dark near-term horizon uh, and know that, you know, these extraordinary containment efforts, you know, have have had some positive aspects. Um, there can be positive resolution there in terms of uh, getting people back to work, getting people, you know, businesses open again, getting people spending again. And so, um, so I, I do think it is an environment right now where, um, uh, where, where you can leg into this market, right? I don't, I don't know if it's an, if it's kind of yet at that all in, you know, 100% right now, um, because what's, what you're likely to see happen is that, you know, this market is, is obviously deeply oversold right, on a short-term basis. You're going to see huge rallies, you know, every now and then. But uh, what you haven't seen yet is the reality of the economic data that's going to look absolutely awful in coming months. And, if you're coming off of a period where you've had a huge rally and now the reality sinks in as to what the um, implications of this shutdown are, you probably get that propensity to sell into some of that strength, right? So I'm not quite confident that you're looking at this, you know, V-shaped recovery uh, that a lot of people are talking about, maybe more of like a, a W where you have to then come back and retest. But, uh, but nonetheless, I think uh, it, it is – the key distinction here is if someone has a, a long-term horizon, like a, you know, we're talking multi-year, five, 
five-year horizon, right? Um, this is a good opportunity, I think, to start legging back into some of these uh, companies that have just been really annihilated in terms of a, a massive de-risking effort where uh, it's been indiscriminate. We've got about a minute left. I want to give you in briefing.com anything that you want to talk about in that minute, two minutes left. Well, there there is so much to talk about, and um, and and we just you know uh, I, I typically would start you know prepping to uh, to write the big picture column that I post every Friday. Um, admittedly, I'm I'm reluctant to do that because I think so much can change uh, between now and and Friday morning that it, it might dictate an entire change in, in the topic. So kind of like sitting on that idea for the time being in terms of what I'm ultimately going to be talking about. But, you know, I have been more cautious-minded uh, about the market since since late February, certainly. And and, uh, and kind of what I'm mulling over here is, kind of, is a little bit along the lines of what we just talked about is, you know, is this now a, a good buying opportunity? And um, But, you know, still want to see what unfolds here on Capitol Hill, uh, what they can get done in terms of fiscal stimulus plan and any financial assistance for these uh, severely affected industries, and then reassess and, and come back uh, on Friday with um, some good information for our for our readers. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. You can find him at briefing.com. I trust this resource. It's something I've used for over 20 years. The live and play is miraculous. Um, you know, you hear the Senate's not going to leave until we get a COVID bill passed. And you see Wall Street react to that news. Briefing.com is a wonderful source of information. Check it out at briefing.com, both domestic and internationally. I don't think it's terribly biased. Um, it's a great source of information. Briefing.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. This is New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. I'm sitting in for CFP, Chad Burton. We're seeing funerals now live streamed. Our hospitals are a little overwhelmed. We're using the word social distancing. Although if you take a look at some social media, you'll probably see your friends down in New Orleans trying to get together, get drunk for Mardi Gras and upcoming Easter. And then you say, ah, that's just isolated. New Orleans is still partying and the police are going up and down Bourbon Street saying, don't party together, social distance. And then you go over to Miami Beach and holy mackerel, they're they're laying on top of each other in sweaty sunshine because that's what you do during the winter months. Except for you shouldn't be doing that in the winter months if the CDC is telling you not to. I line up with the CDC. Just so you know, I'm all about flu shots. I'm all about... You know, you hear people say this year, the seasonal flu is going to kill 100,000 people. Any given year, it's something like 40,000 to 100,000. The bad years, that. The issue, though, is how many more older people would die or weak people, compromised immune, diabetic, if we didn't have a flu shot. So if we say two years ago it was awful and 100,000 people died, but we also had you know, 1.5 million people get the flu shot. We don't have a flu shot for this one. So the number's going to be bigger. That's my understanding of the CDC. And that's the way it's best explained. If we come out of this as a nation, in my opinion, and say, oh, here I am, I'm preaching. It's so easy to do at times like this. I was going to say, 
I'm going to buy some GlaxoSmithKline because they're big into uh, shots and uh, vaccines. For some reason in my head, I'm like, I bet Americans will get back into flu shots next season and like be in love with them and want them. I actually know a woman who is pulling her kid out of a school district because they say, if you don't get immunized, you can't come. So she's moving. President Trump just tweeted, we will be, by mutual consent, temporarily closing our northern border with Canada to non-essential traffic. Some of the updates today are going to make you a little bit, you know, kind of freaked out when you take a look at them. Commodities are joining the sell-off. The stock market seems absurdly marching towards zero, uh, which it won't. We're down over 30%. We will get, could get to 40 Not very likely we get to 50 um, 30 was e- an easy target to hit. So now is the time to go back to the Warren Buffetts of the world. But right now we're also trying to figure out for the first time ever this whole 10-year treasury thing. The 10-year treasury took a massive turn. And that was a – if you've listened to my show or Chad's show in the last month – We've talked a lot about how the 10-year treasury was telling us something bad's coming. So people like Warren Buffett like to buy when others be fearful when others are greedy, be greedy when others are fearful. Let's just say this. If you got five years, you should not be greedy, but you should be, this is more interesting of a time to buy than a month ago or two months ago or a year ago or two years ago or three years ago or four years ago when you were chasing it. The 10-year treasury is something we're watching right now as that will be a sign of um, a buy sign, potentially. You put together five or six of these, you kind of like, if a Boeing gets bailed out by the government, that's one. If we get some sort of stimulus program close to a trillion dollars, that's two. If we start seeing numbers in the United States go sideways instead of higher, the numbers in um, Taiwan and in China are encouraging. The numbers in Europe are disturbing. The numbers in the United States need to be stopped quickly before they become disturbing. That's the best way I can explain it. Crude oil is at $24 a barrel. I've seen crude oil as low as $13 a barrel in my career. I've seen it as high as 150 um, I like it right around 60 So this is absurd. 10-year treasury sits at 1.08. Now, here's a funny thing about the treasury. As it goes lower, I get more excited to buy. Only because there's only so many options in the world to put your money. And as the 10-year treasury goes lower, people say, well, I can't make money in a bond. Right now, if you were to buy a 10-year bond, you're getting 1.08%. Inflation historically has averaged 2.2% to 4%. It should the money should stop coming into them at that point, but it kept going into bonds, looking for any safe haven from the stock market. A one percent return to me is not what you can settle for. Markets opened. Oops, sorry about that. Markets opened lower today, but the ten-year treasury is acting funky. It's moving higher. When the 10-year treasury was at 0.36, I was like, this is not good. Not good at all. But now that it's moving higher, I'm like, wait, wait, this doesn't make sense because stocks are still moving lower. 
I do want the 10-year Treasury to move higher because it shows inflation expectations. But we're about to see a massive amount of layoffs in the United States. There was one person for the Trump administration, Mnuchin, who said, we can get to 20%. So you're now starting to hear really extreme cases. Go back historically, Google histories of bear markets, Google uh, bull markets. We just finished the longest bull market in the history of the United States. The downside's supposed to be a little deeper this time, but not this fast. You don't want the Federal Reserve, you don't want the United States government to make mistakes here because then they're trillion dollar mistakes. The good news is we are going to spend a lot of money just to get us out of this. Hopefully, we get better about handling pandemics in the future. Hopefully, we start seeing the seriousness of how you could shut it down quicker. Something tells me this isn't going to be our only pandemic in my lifetime. Because you know what? There's been a lot of bad viruses in the last 20 years. Anyhow, and anyway, you can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. It's a great time to contact your financial planner. It's a great time to communicate them. Reach out to newfocusfinancial.com if you need to become a client or you are a client. I'm Rob Black.